0: Tweet at SFM Radio and at Bridget Masinga.
1: Our guest uh, standing by on the line is uh, the manager out at uh, Built Environment Unit, the SA Heritage Resources resources, uh, Agency. Ben Mwasinga joins me on the line. Good evening to you, Ben. Ah, uh, good evening. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for uh, sparing the time. Let's jump straight into it. Um, obviously, all South Africans been glued to our screens since the weekend. Uh, I was actually uh, on air here in the morning when uh, we realised that Parliament was, uh, you know, engulfed in flames. Mm. Um, and a lot of the conversation has been around the physical building in itself. Of course, the outrage of how it all came about. Uh, and uh, who do we blame? But here's our point of entry from a cultural and heritage perspective. Um, Parliament in itself as a physical structure is a very important building in South African history, but Mm. also the contents within are equally or even more so important to uh, South African history.
0: Absolutely. And um, the main thing to note is that um, outside of the physical structures and the objects, what Parliament has is a lot of intangible value.
1: Yeah. And
0: that is something that is associated with the events that took place there, mm. the immaterial um, acts such as the um, proclamation of apartheid which took place there, yeah. and also the election of our first democratic president, um, former statesman Nelson Mandela. Yeah, And there is a, a large amount of intangible value which you cannot equate financially, but is greatly significant to ourselves and future generations. Yeah. And then, of course, we speak to the content of Parliament. Um, we must give credit to the Parliament um, Inventory Management Team.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, at this point in time, we have...
1: Sorry, Ben, we just lost you over and there. The
0: most important or one of the most significant items there is the summer Tapestry,
1: uh-huh. which is
0: a, a 120-meter-long tapestry housed um, housing parliament, and those have all been saved. So uh, they created to the city of Cape Town fire response team and all the first report responders from the South African police service as well. Um, the worst case scenario was avoided. But still there is a great deal of significant damage.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Ben, we just lost you there for a split second and I didn't want to interject your second thought. Um, but just before you came back to tell us about the hundred and twenty meter tapestry, you also mentioned another artifact that was housed in Parliament that has managed to be restored.
0: Um no, um basically most of the artifacts uh-huh. um in Parliament. So they have over four thousand artistic Items. This includes paintings, yeah. um, little objects, monuments, statues, etc. Uh-huh. And collectively, if you just count all the objects in total, yeah. it's over 12,000. But they have a great inventory management team in Parliament that has been storing these spaces in um, the basement. So none of them have been affected. Oh. And there's been a great deal of, um, sorry, there's been a, a less deal of loss in terms of the objects. But the both fabrics of the has been greatly affected.
1: Ah, I see, I see. So in some degree, we almost came out lucky uh, in the fact that, because I think that was the question for many of people to say, you know, South Africa, historically, uh, we have such a bad track record of archiving uh, our own history Um, a lot of the tangible stuff. I mean, we see what happened with the UCT's libraries. um, And Mm -hmm. and a lot of people had the worry, myself included, of, well, was there some kind of preempted move to really store these items safely? And from what you're saying, there definitely was.
0: Yes. And look, what I'll say is that there are international standards that have been put out by UNESCO um, which is a global standard that South Africa subscribes to. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our inventory managers, in fact, the majority of them, mm. um, do store all our artifacts according to those standards. Okay. But when it comes to a malicious act, such as the starting of a fire, mm. um, it's, it's always a bit of a, I'd say there's a lot of more nuance that's required in that discussion because you want these, um, you want parliaments to be open to the public. You yes. want constitutional health. To be open to the public yeah. you don't want to be a bureaucratic state that seems paranoid and afraid of its own citizens yes but then um you also do not anticipate that someone would do such a malicious thing mm. and so the unfortunate tragedy that the, the biggest losers in these events are south africans who will now have to for example have more security measures and they're trying to access what what is ultimately public spaces
1: Mm, mm. And and that is, I guess, uh, the catch twenty two of the situation. Uh, speak mm. to us about the importance. You said there are international standards by which South Africa prescribes. Um, you mm. know the importance of 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 our buildings, whether it's museums or uh, places of historical and political stature, to to actually preserve, store, and archive items not only correctly. Uh, but also just make sure that there's there is an inventory that is taken. are we mm. are we keeping up to date with that just as an overhaul as South Africans or are events uh, such as the one that happened at Parliament and as well as UCT last year really a wake-up call that we need to do better?
0: Well look South Africa is actually well one a world leader um, in terms of inventory management. Mm. Um, we have a fully online system which can be accessed at www.sara.org.za okay. And we have the South African Heritage um, Information System, which is known as Sorus. Okay. We have an inventory of all the significant and declared heritage objects okay. in the country. Mm. We have an inventory of all the significant and declared heritage sites, whether archaeological or in the built environment. Mm. Uh, so we have a large inventory of all these resources, um, every province has a heritage provincial authority that mm-hmm. is also tasked with keeping a register of these resources. Okay. But um, outside of us being a capable and very much, again, world-renowned inventory manager, yeah. the issue comes through the contestations that people have around these objects. Not everyone's valuing the, valuing yes. them the same, I would say. so. Um, the statutes for example are highly contentious. Some mm. people feel they can be damaged. Mm. Parliament itself, we had a great grou- a large group of people saying let us burn into a apartheid structure. Yes. So this is where I think the challenge lays in South Africa. The inventory management is really sound and again we are a world world leader in that in that in terms of that. Mm. But in terms of our collective understanding of significance and the processes that are required in order to uh, maybe also some of these spaces or these contested items and and um, places. That's where we I think we have a challenge in the country. But overall, the inventory management is very sound. But how we look after them as citizens yeah. is where the challenge I think comes. Yeah.
1: Ben, thank you so much for taking the time. I wish we had more time. We have to go straight into the news, but I definitely think this is a conversation we will pick up, uh, especially from the perspective of these uh, very polarizing and challenged spaces, um, and where do we go to next? So please do expect a call from us uh, within uh, the days to come as this conversation continues to rage on You know about spaces such as Parliament building in its physical form as well as other spaces and other other artifacts uh, that South Africa continue to debate around. That was uh, Ben Mwasinga. He is, uh, of course, the manager out at the SA Heritage Resources Agency. It is time for the news with Greg hosts.